and we are live. Hey. <laughs> so I guess we're recording. Thank you. This is take two. <laughs> we are trying new software here. So not that you want to know how the sausage is made, but um, yeah. So welcome, especially for those of you who have been following the Gourmet Goober for a while, the blog. Um, as the um, logo says, we've been serving fresh since 13. I cannot believe the blog is six years old. But um, for those of you who are new to me, I'm JJ Outlaw, a.k.a. The Gourmet Goober. You can find me on Twitter um, at JJ Outlaw and on Instagram at The Gourmet Goober, at Gourmet Goober, rather. And as always, I'm here with my BFF, my um, partner in crime, you know, the one, the only Big Daddy. Yes. T Outlaw <laughs> on your Twitter. <laughs> on the Twitter machines. On the Twitter machine. And on Instagram at T Outlaw Josie Wells. You can try to find me on Facebook, but we're just going to stick with those two for right now. I think we might be better off sticking with those two. Mm. So. Facebook. We are excited because, of course, this is the official launch of the Gourmet Goober podcast. We are part of the newly formed Plum Good Media Group, which is going to be a consortium of podcasts, um, books, and other media that is going to be on a slow rollout throughout 2019. As the Gourmet Goober has been around for 2013 in the Chicagoland area, and now we are going global, baby! <laughs> We're proud to be the um, grand dame, if you will, the the face of Plum Good Media. And as always, Big Daddy and I, whenever we talk about, we like to talk about food, we like to talk about pop culture. I like to say that my stuff is for people who like their tea piping hot and their food seasoned. And that's all we're going to have to say about that. Very good. (laughs) You like that, huh? I do. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to those um, people that, as we've been developing Plum Good and the Gourmet Goober, making the transition from blog to podcast, some of the people who've really inspired us. Um, so just some podcasts that, dude, I've learned a lot from. And so I wanted to give a big thank you as we launch our own. Um, if you guys are not listening to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, really Get your life. Listen to it. I know everyone loves to read. I love to read. But Rod and Karen or a husband and wife cook that's been doing podcasts forever and they've been slaying the game. There's a great podcast that I feel like I know the ladies now because we talk all the time on Twitter. Cooking the Gooch. Want to give a shout out and thank you guys. And as always, where's my 40 acres who probably have some of the dopest take on hip hop culture out there. So really love you guys. Thank you so much for inspiring us. So we're hoping to join you and the Pods and Color group that is active on Twitter. But seriously, we're just super, super psyched. Yes, we are. (laughs) So let's jump right on in and talk about, um, yo, how have you been? (laughs) How you doing? How you doing? You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Wendy Williams, girlfriend. 
Okay. All right. I'm old school enough to remember when Wendy Williams was on the radio. I know some of you youngins out there only know her from the TV show. But back in the day, Wendy Williams was wild on the radio. Even growing up in little Indianapolis, Indiana, those of the junior high in the cornfield. And yes, I actually went to junior high in the middle of the cornfield. Shout out to Stony Brook Junior High. <laughs> but even I heard of two things coming out of New York when the Pacers were battling the Knicks. One, the Knicks are crazy. And then two, they have the wildest DJs out there being Howard Stern and then Wendy Williams. So this week, just talking about pop culture as we talk about our steaming hot tea, I heard that she's finally filed for divorce, which is awesome because I heard that her husband, not that I'm for the like breakup in any relationship or marriage, but I heard her husband was like really awful. And so... Yeah, shout out to her for getting her whole ass life. I love that. Yeah, I'm happy for her and all. At the same time, you know, Kevin is taking a beating now, Grant. Kevin. Kevin has a baby with someone else. Well, yes, I'm not saying, like, I'm here to say that he did well. No. Yes. (laughs) Kevin has done some really horrible, like, you know, out of the woodwork, you know, type things. You know, Kevin deserves. A lot of things, you know, right now, Kevin, what was the last name on the dude now, Hunter? Hunter. Yeah, Mr. Hunter is basically getting a fifth ward, you know, taken to the woodshed. Look, Mr. Hunter bought his his girlfriend, like, what was it, like a Ferrari or like some fancy car with like Wendy's money. I'm sorry, I'm just saying right now, and for those of you who aren't familiar with us, because I've written about us on the blog before, thegourmetgoober.com. Big Daddy and I have known each other all of our adult lives. We met what when we were eighteen. Hey, I was a, I was of age. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, we we met in college. Yeah, we met our freshman year in college. Um, now, to be fair, my husband does not remember how we met, but wow. that's okay. First podcast in, and she's <laughs> dropping the. Yes, I have a selective memory. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Though it's okay because we. I got into a fight the first time we met because I'm a huge basketball fan and so is he. And it was during the time not to age me, but you know, Richie Miller probably was like rocking it in, in Indiana. And of course he grew up outside of Chicago. So his love and dedication was for the bulls. And then yeah. he dropped. Red, red, red. Yeah, that's right. See red, <laughs> six rings, you know, this is not Dynasty. the time. <laughs> I don't see any dynasties in the cornfields of Indianapolis, even though they were Ooh. a very major competitor. We give them credit for, okay. you know, try- bringing us up. Anyway, what I was trying to say was our first meeting, we wound up getting in an argument because my husband insulted Reggie Miller, which if you know anything about basketball and growing up in the Midwest, there are some things you just don't do. And so... I just decided that perhaps maybe his time was, my time was not worth his time. But somehow or another, we got married many years later and we were celebrating the Big 14 this year. But yeah, that's great and all. No. <laughs> chains, chains, chains. No. Seriously. No, she did me well. No, that's, that's great. <laughs> At the same time, you know, yes, I very much am a Bulls fan. <laughs> And she very much, we don't know why, but yeah, growing in Indianapolis, she is, uh, she does roughly the Indianapolis, I'm sorry, the Indiana 
paces. Okay, this is not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation I was about to say is I've known you, known you almost as long as Wendy and Kevin had been together. So mm-hmm. if you straight out use our money to buy your outside girlfriend a Ferrari, yeah, I don't care how much things have gone down over the years. You earned that fifth ward. <laughs> I just we go fight. The- I just want to know what did, what did girlfriend do to earn that Ferrari? She had his baby. Outside, that's that's a, hell, that's a hell of a push present. That is true. Yeah. We don't have children because we weren't blessed with children. But to be honest, at this stage, I would want something pretty awesome as a push present if that happened. No, knowing my luck, you know, we would have a push present. I buy her a Ferrari and the kid ends up driving it. So I'm just basically <laughs> left all out. And I'm just sitting here in my feelings. Once again, I think we're here to talk about general culture and food, not about push presents and, you know, jump offs. Hey, push presents and jump offs is very much a part of what we were talking about for pop culture. So, again, shout out to Winnie for getting that. <laughs> so, she, I saw her on TV the other day. She looks really, really well. Better than she's looked in a long time. I heard she's getting out of sober living. Um, she's actually make making amends with you know, some of the people that she lost contact over the years, um, particularly Charlemagne the God. Um, yeah. So, And eventually she'll be making, you know, new enemies. But girlfriend very much is back in her tracks. The point is, Wendy looks like her old self again. So shout out to Wendy. Speaking of shout outs, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be Easter, hopefully. So um, we actually celebrated Easter like a day early because <laughs> my husband, we, we got day jobs. Uh, not that we're going to tell you what it is, but his day job, he usually works during a holiday and my day job for lack of, it's a long story, but I, I wound up with this huge Turkey. So we just decided, Oh, well, um, we're just going to celebrate Easter a day early. So that way we can, have like a sit down dinner like normal folk and not have to run to get you off to work after eating and have you suffer on the train with tryptophan and wake up in a new city. <laughs> at the same time, they literally tossed a turkey at her. Like, literally, like she walked in the room and they were like, here, here's your turkey. That's I- not exactly how it happened. I, I, I work um, in the nonprofit sector now. Mm-hmm. And one of the places that I've, I'm laying down roots is actually a new job. Um, I have many side hustles, but this is the main one. Um, they got as a donation last Thanksgiving, like all of these turkeys. So I'm in this meeting with the executive director and some other important people. And somehow it came out that they have like a frozen turkey and they're like, here, you can take it. And they're, they were very nice about it. And they're just like, look, you know, you don't have to, it's not part of your, you know, your employment with us, but really take a turkey. And we kind of laughed and everything. And keep in mind, I live in Northwest. I live in the expanded Chicagoland area. And some of that falls across the border in Indiana, commonly known as the region. And then I work in Chicago. So it's kind of extensive commute for me. So most of the time I take the train because it's just easy and I don't want to mess with Chicago traffic. But sometimes I drive. And so on that particular day, I was, you know, commuting in via train. 
And so I didn't think anything of it. It never came up again. And then last week, you know, one of them wandered into the office. It's like, um, so there's really nothing to this. But I like opened up the freezer and I noticed that there's still frozen turkey. So again, no pressure. You don't have to take it. But, and I'm just like, okay, this is the second time they brought it up. Girlfriend's bringing a turkey home. So I text Thomas because we normally, you know, we normally have like Big Daddy normally and I have what, goose or like ham for Easter? I remember partaking of a geese. Oh, no, I said a goose. A, a duck. duck. Okay. Well, yeah. I usually roast a duck for Thanksgiving and, and Easter. And part of that reason is we're greedy people. We just want the duck fat so we can make duck fat fries. Yeah, I other, confess. Yeah, other things with the hot duck grease, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but really it's for the fries. Okay, Correct. straight up. No. Just as a side note, if you've never had duck fat fries, get your life. Duck fat is the bomb. It's really good. So, I text him. And I'm like, um, Big Daddy, we are having turkey. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm bringing home a turkey. A huge 11-pound turkey, and it's just the two of us, which is hilarious. Um, so I've only made a turkey because, again, either we go to our family's house and they normally make turkeys during the holidays, or, you know, it's just the two of us, and, you know, why bother? Um, but yes, yeah. We, yeah. yeah, exactly. We definitely get with smaller um, portions, you know. But for the most part, yes, we... We have an 11-pound turkey, and between the two of us, generally, yes, we, on most holidays or most, you know, general holiday get-togethers, you know, if we haven't come back with leftovers, we're just going to make small birds like chicken, or, you know, like, we'll have, you know, sliced roast beef, uh, you know, small portions of beef or ham, uh, you know, general things of that nature. And, of course, like, yeah, the duck, you know, which is our, our new fave. So, yeah. But the turkey, the turkey was like our, our new, uh, our new get me. We were like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to take this turkey. That was um, impressed upon us. <laughs> you, they just basically said, you're going to take this turkey. Yeah. This turkey will be yours. You will be traveling with that turkey. And luckily I drove that day because otherwise it would have been weird taking that frozen ass turkey from where I work in, like, upper Chicago, all the way via, like, a CTA bus, a CTA train, (laughs) and the South Shore to get home. It's just going to be like, yeah, this is me and my seat partner, Mr. Turkey. $7.50, you're going to be paying a ticket for that turkey. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. But the funny thing was, was then we had to figure out how to prepare it, because even though I'm the gourmet gooper and I love to cook, um, again, this is one of the things that admittedly I've not had experience in. So I t- did what I normally do and turned to the internet for inspiration. Oh my God. Apparently <laughs> the internet once again is undefeated. The internet is undefeated. So, okay. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. You can find this recipe on Genius Kitchen. I'm not going to call out the person who actually did the recipe because... I believe that everyone, cooking is kind of like a personal thing, you know, and I believe that there are no mistakes in cooking. Like you, there's nothing you can do with cooking. People get too wrapped up on it. 
that can't be undone, right? It's happy mistakes, happy accidents is how I look at it. So, you know, you can always just, you know, show some ingenuity and turn it into something else. Um, so I don't want to, like, call this person out because, again, they shared the recipe. They're really proud of it. And I did take some elephants of the recipe and put it into the cooking process. But just listen to this recipe and then tell me what you think is wrong with it. Okay, so we are in the process of like redoing some things up and we have a small um, oven, but I have a huge, what is it, like an 18 quart electric roaster that you got me for Christmas one year? Yes. It's really cool. It's like huge and it's red and it's kind of retro and, you know, I'm the freak that like, ooh, no diamonds for Christmas. You got me a cooking utensil. (laughs) You got me an Instapot. Yay! Because I like that stuff. Um, so it was one of those things where I was looking for specifically that recipe. So the recipe is thought out turkey up to 20 pounds, right? Um, half a cup of olive oil or in or butter again. Okay. Got it. And then one teaspoon season salt, right? one teaspoon poultry seasoning and then a half a teaspoon pepper. 20 pound turkey, two and a half teaspoons of seasoning. And I'm like, Say what? What? Are you kidding me? So, as, as always, I'd like to go through some of the comments because I'm like, well, Maybe this is a typo. Maybe there's something wrong. No. The comments were just as comical as the recipe. Oh my god, this is so flavorful. I really loved it. That's my general voice, and I'm not going to say for what, but... Oh my god, this is amazing. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm dying laughing in the middle of the grocery store looking at this recipe. To the point where people are like, stared at me, because... I've just, like, lost it. Seriously. Like, full tilt your head back, laughing your ass off. Like, how could you season a whole 20-pound turkey with two and a half teaspoons of of seasoning? How does that even work? (laughs) And I came over to Thomas, and I was like, Big Daddy, this is what we're making. (laughs) And that look on your face, you remember that? Yeah, there there was some ghosting. I was like, um, so. <laughs> you really want that divorce, huh? Yeah, sprinkle, <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle. We're done. Um, now, there's a difference between taking, you know, running through a meadow of seasoning and then actually, like, bathing in it. I generally prefer bathing in the seasoning. <laughs> You know, good seasoning should give it a good coat, especially for the length of time that it will be processing. It will be, you know, going through its transformation to good food. Whereas, like, you know, these people like to run it through the metal like you would run through your cologne. (laughs) You know, where some people do, you know, in the store give you a nice little spritz, spritz with a little lemon twist. I, however, am a little bit like, 
you know, like you catching high karate. <laughs> you will be catching you you gonna catch the seasoning. Matter of fact, you're gonna be back in the seasoning. Yeah, and this seasoning will become a friend of yours. You will become like you will be bathing in it. But yes. The recipe was a little wanton for seasoning. My words. And I felt so bad because it seemed like the person was really proud of the recipe. And to be fair, there were some good elements, right? About using the butter and, you know, the olive oil, you know, to coat it in a little bit and, you know, add some, you know, keep the, the bird from going dry and that sort of thing. But if you're listening, so-and-so with the 20-pound per turkey and the two-and-a-half teaspoons of seasoning. <laughs> Perhaps you should hit that up so that the seasoning covers the entire bird. You might have a little bit more joy in your eating choices if you did that. Plus, just as a side note, yo, I, I, I don't, okay, I don't understand the lack of seasoning. I really don't. Like This will be a recurring theme upon this podcast. <laughs> been generations that apparently like populations that have been taking the hell out because people have been traveling around the world for salt you can use the salt it's okay (laughs) yes we believe exactly there is a there's a term of moderation (laughs) you know with you know certain seasonings because you know a little bit does a lot (laughs) at the same time other seasonings can compensate that being said yeah every once in a while get a good mixture but don't be afraid of it. You can't just, you know, <laughs> take your season and dip it and run out the room. We kind of want you to, like, you know, be friends with your seasoning. Let the seasoning be you. You know, if you should, you know, believe in, like, you know, you're not into, like, you know, not, you know, you're into, as you would say, non-GMO products. Or <laughs> you are into. <laughs> no, no, there's actually a point behind this, like, you know. In my mind, yes, I have no problem with, you know, everything doesn't have to be like, you know, big, you know, big loads of salt and pepper and seasoning salt. And, you know, you don't have to bathe in cumin, even though I'm a cumin bathing type dude with my food. Um, we go to Costco a, just for the cumin, so. That being, yes, that is correct. <laughs> that being said, like, you know, you don't want to have like, you know, I know that there are a lot of people who are, you know, whose um, ingredients, you want fresh uh, ingredients. You want things that come from the earth. You don't want things with like a lot of processed preservatives and things of that nature. And in no way is that being held against you. I am a full endorser of seasoning, the fresh products, uh, things from the garden. Don't be afraid of it. Definitely throw it in, you know, as my wife said, happy mistakes. Don't be afraid of it. Don't, you know, it's not a grenade. You know, you can't just toss it from the corner and run. Dude. Be friends with it. And, you know, immerse yourself. At least cover the whole bird with it. Yeah. You can't do anything with, like, two and a half teaspoon of, like, seasoning on a 20-pound turkey. Yeah. Quite frankly, I, I weep for this woman, and I really feel bad, and... I, I hope that someone gently took her by the hand and guided her into the the joys of maybe kicking up a notch or two. Or taking her to Wendy Williams. Yeah, that's true. So what we did um, ultimately is 
we got some of that, um, gosh, what is it? It's the Tony Shashir. It's like the injectable stuff. Like it comes in like in a bottle and it gets to a syringe. And I'm just like, wow, I feel more like a mad scientist than a cook. We stabbed our bird. Yeah, we stabbed our bird with it several times and injected it with the stuff. Hella good. Oh, my God. It is so good. I cannot recommend that enough. No, they're not a sponsor, but they maybe should. Dude, don't. That's your third one. Third one. That's. I haven't even finished one. You literally ate three of them. <laughs> yes, we are still talking about the cinnamon roll. <laughs> the cinnamon roll fight. Once again, division. Did that come up? You know what? I think the cinnamon roll came up in our last. This is like our second attempt to tape. Um, our first attempt, unfortunately, did not turn out well. Um, as we said, um, even though we have no kids, we have some very needy pets who decided to voice their, make their voices heard on the last tape. So I was explaining that my husband is addicted to cinnamon rolls and what we bought, like the little ones, you know, the, not the grands, but like the little Pillsbury ones. Yes. The general Pillsbury, but which came in a package of eight. Again, eight cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Shall I explain the mathematics? No, that guy cut off the last time. Okay. So, we are going to snack on the cinnamon rolls while we're recording. Probably not the best audio, but, dude, we're... I'm we're, still in my eating, yes. We're working out all the kinks right now. Um... And so I brought four cinnamon rolls to where we're recording. Four. And I said, you know, just so you know, I'm bringing four cinnamon rolls. And he said, oh, well, I'm all in my feelings. I thought I would just start with two. And I looked at him like, oh, you assumed that all four is for you. No, we're splitting that so that you get two and I get two. I thought that was like perfectly clay. But no, my husband comes up with this newfangled math that basically spells out that. Is that the cat? Oh my god, that's the cat. <laughs> We're going to ignore you, Bit Bit. Um, but it basically spells out that I get no cinnamon rolls, basically, is the bottom line. I never said that you weren't going to partake of cinnamon rolls. My mathematics problem was. <laughs> When this whole discussion <laughs> talked, when this whole discussion was initiated, we want to go into the whole, like, you know, train leaves, like, you know, station at X and this other train leaves at station Y. We, we're going to dispense with it. turned into a word problem, you guys. Yeah. But that being said, the general gist is this. We're going to get down to the brass tacks. This whole discussion started off of the canister contains eight pre-cooked cinnamon rolls. So, my wife and the, you know, division decided to start off with four. You know, sample four, you know, if we need, we can go back and, you know, deal with the, you know, extra four, whatever later. But, like, four cinnamon rolls were brought to the table. That being said, this original discussion started off with eight. Now, my thinking is, my division starts with eight. For some reason, her division started with four. Because we're not eating all eight in one sitting. You're not eating all, <laughs> you know, eight at all cinnamon rolls, no. but like, you know, my division once again started with the general sample of the population. So eventually, 
you know, I know that we start off with like being, you know, bring nice with the two and two. My thing was the whole, the sample size in my mind was eight. And I'm willing to start with, okay, eight. So thus, you know, division would, you know, divided by two means is four and four, not two and two. That being said, apparently I, as the husband, made the mistake. Once again, I'm not no, no, trying no, no, to go no. Stephen A. In this no, no, way. no, no. What Big Daddy's not telling you. Okay, so I brought four. I barely have eaten one. We're now down to two of them left on the plate. He just reaches over and takes my other one, the whole one, not the one I've been working on. And not only that, but before we started recording again, he also confessed that he ate a half, half one that's sitting back at the stove. So even if you go by your division of eight, already I'm not getting my fair share. Hey, once again, if, if I may, may I explain? Once again, um, we started off with a sample size of eight in my mind. So, really, if we want to go from, like, that point, yes, the half one that was mentioned that was eaten before this podcast started mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was my signing bonus. There's no signing bonus. Hey, my signing bonus to sit down here was, for some reason, there was a, a, a population of eight. One was just, you know, it was uh, front-loaded into this contract of me sitting down. So one was part, no, I'm sorry, one half was partaking of before I sat down. Two have already been consumed. And between the third and fourth that were hers, okay, I fully admit, I might have taken one of those by accident. I did put it back before parts, you know, because she was going to shame me with it. But, you know, if you're sitting there and you see these two salmon rolls and, well, I'm still thinking a sample size of eight. But two, she hasn't really gotten into one of them. You know, finders, keepers, losers, weepers, um, I'm just going. So, in other words, he was going to eat all the cinnamon rolls, and this is what marriage life is like, people. You know, all. It was like, it was just sitting there. It was getting lonely. You know, it was like getting cold. He didn't like his life. I was just putting it out of his misery. Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back. For more of the gourmet goober, and I'll try to save my cinnamon roll because apparently some people it's not going to share. Some people in their feelings. <laughs> I'm JJ Outlaw, and I am T Outlaw, Big Daddy, and we're the hosts of the Gourmet Goober. We're proud to be a part of a new media launching in 2019, the Plum Good Media Group. It's a new source featuring podcasts, books, and content highlighting a diverse array of voices. You can learn more about our launch later this year and get updates via newsletter by signing up at plumgood.com. That's plum, P-L-U-M-G-O-O-D-E.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for being part of our launch. Now back to the show. And we are live again. <laughs> so welcome back to the Gourmet Goober. I'm here with Big Daddy. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Well, 
welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You know, the sad thing is, that's the only part of that song I remember. And I used to love Welcome Back, Carter. Oh my God, we're so old. Here we go, I'm on the spot. Welcome back. Oh, stop it. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh my God, stop it. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Cocktail. Okay, we, we listened to that on, on, we watched it on reruns, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Miss Barbarino. <laughs> anyway, so while we took a brief break, I was able to verify that, yes, there are, in fact, four cinnamon rolls left, so... Oh, girl, after we're done recording, I'm going to have to hide them to make sure that I get my fair share. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so, let's see. I know that we had talked about a little bit about pop culture. We're still in that segment. The other thing I wanted to bring up, and this is actually something that we have been talking a lot about, is um, gentrification. Because one thing happened this past week that's just insane. And you're laughing because you, you know my response. I was pissed. She was <laughs> quite intrigued by some of the uh, offerings at locales and like the timing of the offerings. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what happened at Howard University. Oh, the Howard University. Yes. Okay. Yes, that was when you were like in a cold sleep, and I was so mad when I saw the article, and okay. then I woke you up, <laughs> and you get this like, oh, we're just going to do that merry thing where I'm sleeping, but you have to talk to me, so we're just going to talk now, right? <laughs> yes, you know, selective sleeping. That's my new thing now with, with Jennifer. That's your job. Look, that and killing spiders. I don't like killing spiders. I just kill them because... That's your job. Okay. <laughs> nice to know my place in this world. Look, you have a signing bonus of cinnamon rolls. You're going to have to work for those. Okay? Just saying. I might get my red lobster bill over, too. <laughs> you get that. Don't don't, don't okay. worry about that. <laughs> oh, yes. Beyonce. We'll talk about that, too. But, no, for those of you who haven't heard, so Howard University, right, is this incredible historic um historically black college and university right hbcu it's been around since the 1800s um it's centered around in dc in the heart of dc and the neighborhood around in dc as sometimes neighborhoods are wont to do they go through change new people move in new people old people move out and the community changes as well and it's all about you know i've had this conversation actually with someone at work the other day about the effects of gentrification and this individual in particular didn't really understand how sometimes the community change could have a negative effect on the historical feel of the location and what happened in Howard is a perfect example of this so Howard beautiful place private campus there's people around Howard who decided to use their yard who is which is their part of their historic quad um, members of the Divine Nine, they often have like events in the yard. Um, in fact, I saw pictures where some of the trees were actually designated for one of the Divine Nine. If you don't know what that is, that's basically the nine um, black fraternities and sororities like the AKAs, um, the Qs, and so on um, that make up black Greeks, the black Greek system. Um, they're so-called the Divine Nine because they're the first 
nine that gave rise to representative um, participation in Greek life um, throughout the colleges and universities in the area. But anyway, some of the people who now moved into the area don't respect Howard's incredibly rich history of educating Nobel Prize winners and, you know, economists and authors and all of these incredible people. It's just like one of the highlights of Black academia. In fact, I wanted to go to Howard years ago, but my parents wouldn't let me because they wisely knew I wasn't ready to move away from home um, that far away. But yeah, it they're using the space as a dog park. And so... Did you say dog park? Yeah, I said dog park. Okay. So they're like dog letting their dogs run free in all of this space. Like imagine going to the Harvard Yards and having this done. I mean, that's just, that's just rude. And so they talked to this one guy. <laughs> and you sure these weren't like Omega Sapphire, like, you know, the cute dogs running No, through. no, no. I'm talking about... A whole bunch of stomping birds. There are people who just moved into the neighborhood who decided to disrespect the space. And so there's um, a news program in D.C. who decided to cover this because it was enough of a problem that people were writing into the media and calling attention to it. And they interviewed two people, right? The one, they interviewed this um, young man who went to the college, and he was so respectful. He was talking about the importance of space, how it's a safe space for you know, black academia and how it's important. And then they talked to one of the gentrifiers who basically said, look, this is our neighborhood now. This is our city, which is hilarious because I'm like, dude, this place has been around longer than you've been alive. But he's like, this is our place. And if you don't like it, you can move Howard. You can just move to college. Move Howard. I'm sorry. Move Howard University. Move. Yeah. Okay. That's great. No, I'm sorry, colonizer. Um. (laughs) I'm like, did you just randomly show up and decide to point your little freak flag down? Like, yes, we would like to live. We like to stick our dog's poop down. And you need to move if you're not right. This isn't a reservation. I'm like, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. You want to know what's really messed up? Okay. I looked at a map where Howard University sits. Okay. There are parks all around there. Public parks. You can take your dog. Literally within blocks of it, not even two blocks. Old boy could just go in the other direction and have a day with his dogs. But no, they chose to disrespect this space, this honored space. And I'm just like, I was just so horrified because in our own lives, we're seeing, um, you know, where we particularly live and seeing the effects of gentrification starting. (laughs) Yes. Um, to the point where I was joking the other day, I knew something was up when we went to our local grocery store. And after years of, you know, talking to them about getting better selection, I walked in one day and I was like, oh, wow, they finally listened to me. There's like all this organic food. Yay. Yeah, all of a sudden we have organic <laughs> eggs and, you know, they're not just randomly painted brown. Like, you know, these are like real eggs and, you know, we actually have like good, you know, selections of produce. I'm sorry, we have... Which is excellent, but then... Yeah, that's great. We no, saw we the kombucha. Have, yeah, the kombucha, you know, you get a little kombucha together and be like, wait a minute, excuse me, kombucha. I was getting ready to pick it up for my wife at first thinking, oh, this is a new uh, new funky drink. I'm like, 
We're going to put this together and have us a little drink and drink. No, this is uh, this is uh, definitely uh, different. This is different stuff. Yeah, they actually opened up a kombucha bar not far from us. And kombucha bar. Yeah, it's that coffee space. I guess she just straight up said, forget the coffee, and she's decided <laughs> to do kombucha. So the name of the organization is like, it's something like Anna's Small Batch Kombucha. And I was like, oh, crap, we are getting gentrified. Dang it. <laughs> did they offer you a seaweed wrap with that? They did not. But part of me is just like, because where we live, not to give you a lot of details, but we don't live very far from, you know, the Indiana Dunes, which is this beautiful park by the Lake Michigan. And, you know, there's sand and there's beaches and all that stuff. And it seems like it was such a great area for all of us. And now you see the changing tides and and the best in the best situation to be fair you know when people move in hopefully they can add something new to the conversation but it also means that you have to balance that with respecting the people who live there and the place that made it their home and not run ramshot over it so basically so, you're coming in with like a paintbrush and like bleaching out the character exactly and that's what's happening with Howard right now. And it's so insane because this guy, he just straight up, at first I was looking at him like, are you telling the truth, Mr. Sean? <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even sad about seeing his name because he gave his, he proudly gave his name on the news media. It's yeah. not like he was hiding it. But no, yeah, no, he, he was wasn't hiding it now that everything has kind of gone in the pot. You know, now he's like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. Now I'm catching feelings. Like, hold on. I don't understand how this, you know, why they're coming. No, you gave your name. You'll be like, Lily, I'm surprised you didn't, like, you know, hold your driver's license up for a review for the rest of the community at will to um, partake of and dissect and dissertate your, you know, your take. And then get mad when they might not agree with your take. No, they were definitely not happy with this take. In fact, Black Twitter quickly found them. Um, I don't know, again, referencing the Black Guy Who Tips, shout out to Rod and Karen for this, but one of their segments that they come up with is something called Black Twitter CSI, which, again, dude, we should, like, totally get together with them because I want to give them credit, but, like, produce that as a show because they found that dude with the quickness on social media. <laughs> Like within seconds, they okay. This is Mr. Sean Beardham, <laughs> mm. and this is his Instagram. And maybe we should just let him know that yo, we, you just can't his, yeah. move a whole ass college. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like I, I don't like the way they treated me. Yeah, my name is not your name is John Smith. <laughs> this is where you live. This is the street you live on. This okay. is the tree behind your house. We're this not is your dog's name. We're no, not. This is your dog's name. <laughs> This is what your dog did stop, last stop. week. Let me just be yeah. very clear to the listeners. We're not advocating doxing people. I think doxing's wrong where you give like the name and the address and everything. That said, if you like do something like, you know, hella racist, you know, like that lady who decided to call the police on a little girl selling water, and then we find out where you are, you know, and, and like tweet that like, yo, we need to let you know that's not acceptable. Because I'm a firm believer there's two things that literally are motivating factors that get people to change their board behavior. At the end of the day, it's shame 
mm. or you you affect their pocketbook. When you unsecure their bag, then they're sorry. You know that's why boycotts or you know economic boycotts, if done correctly, is effective because sometimes they're not shamed to be really horrible people, but you know affecting their bottom line does get, make a difference. Yes, that's a nice corporate way. I, I also believe in meme mugging and comic laughter when they show up in, you know, common space. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, ha, 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 you are so silly. Ha, ha. No, really, go home. No, seriously, I'm, I'm pretty sure this guy, if nothing else, has earned the gall of his neighbors from here on out. Um, before he pulled his thing off of social media, I heard that he had changed his Twitter handle. But before he did, people decided to let him know that, yo, that's not acceptable. And maybe you should be respectful of other people's things. It's not like you want us to show up at your house and start like having a party in your yard. I mean, mm. it's community space, right? No, it's private, just like this college. Maybe you should respect it. And he doubled down on his statement, which I was just like, oh, you just made it worse. Um, <laughs> so hopefully Shane will kind of correct that ridiculous behavior. Nothing else, maybe get him to respect it. And trust me, we're dog owners too. We love our dog. We have a Kayshawn. He's just the world's greatest dog. Kayshawn. Kayshawn. That's right. That's Yes, we learn from the nice Dutch people. Yeah, my husband rode a train one time with two people, um, of people. Dutch descent, um, and it was like a like a Dutch traveling crew of guys, you know, from the Netherlands who were they were extremely nice. I wouldn't say they are very nice, and they were also they were willing to talk to a whole bunch of of us, you know, lower end guys, you know, <laughs> about their travels and everything. And we learned we had a great cultural exchange and experience. I actually was quite quite impressed with their tact because some of us were act, asking. Those general poke questions that none of us, you know, we should have thought a little better about, but yeah, Stuff for the you most should part. have re maybe referred to Google for. <laughs> well, some of those you you want like keeping the real answers, you know, and we got keeping the real answers, but we were we were pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, our dog is of Dutch descent, and so the, he taught they taught us how to correctly say the name. We've been saying it wrong all this time. Instead of a Kayshawn, it's a Kaysun. Right? Mm -hmm. Kaysun. And really, that's just Dutch for really furry, greedy dog. <laughs> so, with really furry, greedy dog, that basically is our baby for the past 13 years. We totally get the idea of, you know, dog ownership. So, it's not about walking your dog. It's not about giving your dog space. It's about respecting property. Um particularly of marginalized communities, of communities of color, which oftentimes is given the least amount of respect from, you know, society. And just leaving that space alone and utilizing the 511 other parts that's within walking distance of you. Seriously. And don't, don't, don't be that guy who says, you know, move your college because no one's going to go back to Yale and Harvard and all those places and tell them to move. And, of HBCUs, Howard is just as prominent as those other colleges and universities I just mentioned. So, you know, if you're listening, Sean, do better. <laughs> well, do better one, but also be cognizant that, you know, you impede upon their space. They should have the ability to impede upon 
your space. So One. you're just advocating us going to his house and just having a cookout. Yeah, I fully <laughs> believe that we should show up at his house and be like, listen, you know, we have a couple of dogs too. And, you know, they really, really want to smell your yard. Matter of fact, there are a couple guys with, you know, a couple pork links that would also like to, uh, you know, partake of your yard. You know, not saying we have to live there or anything because, you no, know, we don't want to pay rent, paying rents too much. But at the same time, yes, we would like to, uh, you know, be able to uh, at least, you know, have a conversation upon, you know, in your space while you're impeding upon theirs. One. And I know this is completely off the topic, but I've been sitting here for the past few minutes during this conversation. And I have one very silly question. What? What's kombucha? <laughs> it's like, dude. I know, I know Google is free, but same time. <laughs> I like you just acknowledge that like Google is free. Yes, Google is free, which I tell people all the time. <laughs> like an ill fortune. Uh, ill-advised conversation I had with someone earlier this week about Latinx and what that means. Again, Google's free. But <laughs> um, it's like a drink. I know it's supposed to have like a lot of health qualities. I know it's made from fermented materials, which means that if you're a genetic freak like me that cannot drink alcohol, you can't have kombucha because there's traces of alcohol. And I've been known to get drunk off of Odul's, so... Yeah, maybe that's not the good thing for me. Um, apparently, it's really good. I know a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends who are, like, into it. Mm. It's, I don't know, it kind of looks like <laughs> vinegar to me. But I don't. if any listeners listening out there and you want to share your thoughts of kombucha and what it is for Big Daddy, we'll talk about it for the next show. But, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm drinking it. I'm just curious of what it is <laughs> so if you can just kind of share your favorite thoughts what it is why we should try it well not me because i want to live I, I like breathing you know that whole traces of alcohol things a serious thing um but yeah we can totally do that so wow um what else is there oh my gosh i'm sorry i almost forgot and talking about our week we forgot the biggest development of the week. The Mueller or the Beyonce? I know there's priority here. Seriously, you have the right to ask me that? Well, okay, oh, part fine. of it is the Mueller thing, which, you know, I'm not even sure if we're going to talk about the Mueller report because, quite frankly, we knew what was coming out. And all I can say, without going into details, because, again... You know, I have, we can talk about it, but then we have to be prepared for that smoke if, you know, someone disagrees with us, which is fine. Um, but. Come at me, bro. I'm not really surprised. A lot of people were surprised by, oh my gosh, the stuff that was found in it and, you know, the stuff that was said and how, you know, Barr's original press conference painted <coughs> one way when clearly it was another. The only thing I'm going to go and refer to regarding that is that, again, you know, we were told a long time ago, if someone shows you who they are, the first believe them the first time. Yes. And we have been shown multiple times who certain people are in Washington, and we should just believe them. 
Yes. And all Even these now. people who go on television and say, oh, my God, we're really shocked. Are you really? Really? No. Some of Have you been shocked. paying attention? This is, I, I like to believe that some of this shock, some of this awe. Really, it's just a lot of people showing their rear ends locally, statewide, nationally, globally, if you will. That being said, yes, you are right. They are, for the most part, and like I said, I'm not trying to jump into the whole Mueller thing itself because, you know, basically when some of us are handed uh, some of the information and it's basically redacted by a very heavy marker or like, you know, like it was basically crayoned up and down, like, you know, like a fifth grader did it. I guess maybe we're going back to second grade, you know, depending on the intelligence of some of the people who did it. But the fact that this investigation was uh, two years and, you know, some of the information was, it showed a lot of different details of what may have gone on. But like, you know, if it smells like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, basically if it looks like a duck, I'm sorry. It's about to become duck fat fries in a minute. But at the same time, the thing is, you know, you can basically twist it, turn it, you know, turn around and say, okay, this exonerates or basically frees, you know, our administration from said um, wrongdoing. Yeah. As I'm, I'm not trying to jump on my wife's uh, words here from the past, but, you know, yes, you may not be the one with your hand in the cookie jar, but you are cookie jar adjacent. Yes. Look, your hands are grubby and they have little, you know, little chocolate and fudge prints <laughs> all over them. But same time, yeah, your hands <laughs> might not have been on the cookie, but there's a lot of fudge on your hands. So thus, someone handed you that cookie. You did. You might not have been the one who did it, but someone put their hands in the jar and you're the one with the cookies on your hands. So thus, you're cookie adjacent. And by that fact, I think there's some shadiness going on. Thank you, Mueller Report, for at least giving us that. My only concern at this point in time is that there's a lot of conversation going on out there as to what to do based on the information and things like that. You know, the bottom line is that there are a lot of, um, and I don't like to use the word marginalized communities. I know that's the standard, especially working in the nonprofit sector. Um but let's just face it, communities of color are affected every day that this is allowed to go on. Um, LBGTQ and our sisters and brothers in that community, um, people who are um, here who are immigrants, um, either trying to seek asylum and other um, things are affected. And so it's frustrating because the one thing that keeps getting ignored in all these voices and hot takes that have been on the news the last couple of days is how this bottom line and how things are able to continue are still having a negative effect on those communities. And I, I, I just, I just want to say to everyone that is affected that you know what it means. Um, to not have your voice represented in this great hot debate because, you know, I, the thing I hear over and over again is, yeah, it's bad. And the things he did is bad, but 
it's not bad enough for him to go. Well, that's because you come from a privileged place that him being there is not affecting you as profoundly as like our trans brothers and sisters who are being told to leave the military or, you know, people who willingly got into the military to fight um, in exchange for grinning their um, citizenship only to be told, hey, we're just kidding, you got to go. Or communities of color that worry about, um, you know, things that are happening that negatively affect us. Because, you know, when you watch the news and you see individuals who are seeing, you know, things that are bigoted, that just takes a daily toll every day. So I just want to give a shout out to those communities. Um, we know where you are. We're there with you. We stand in solidarity because we're in the same place right now. And as they're having all these hot takes and they're ignoring the profound effects inaction has on these populations, I just want to say that, you know, now it's the time to take self-care and to take care of yourself and, you know, rely around those around you who support you, who are allies, true allies, not just those who say they're allies but don't do anything. Um, be about it, just don't say it. Um, yeah, it's it's disheartening because it's just one more thing that you see that it seems obvious that maybe we should do something, and if different people were there, they would do something, but they're not. So we're not going to go into depth in the Mueller report other than what we just said, because like I said, it's not that I don't want the smoke, it's just... It's exhausting. I'm a news junkie. I've watched the news um, since I was a kid. Big Daddy and I, we actually met when we were in college years ago. We were both studying um, journalism. I studied broadcast. He studied print. So it's a conversation that we've had um, basically since we were 18 years old and just seeing even how the media is being handled and and things like that. It's just disheartening because there's so much change. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of just getting into that other than to say that, you know, as they have those 50 million hot takes over the Mueller report, for those of us who know that we're more profoundly affected than what their limits are able to do as far as action, stay woke and stay connected to one another because... We're in Stay it. woke. <laughs> it's going to be a long time still coming. But, you know, as Sam Cooke said, we have to hold on to the idea of a change is going to come. So we're just going to leave that be. And since I mentioned self-care, let's end it on a positive note. My girl Beyonce. Yes. Yes, my girl Beyonce. And let me just say, it's a side note. I love Beyonce. I don't consider myself part of the beehive. I don't. I, I freely admit I don't subscribe to title because I'm cheap like that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, unless you get that bootleg title hookup, you know, I might get a little adjacent, but no. I, I did know. see Lemonade because it was on HBO and we subscribed to it. And Lemonade, I'm sorry, Grammy listeners out there, if you listening, yo, how could you not give Lemonade a Grammy? That stuff is awesome. You know, I don't own a lot of her albums, but I got up at two in the morning to watch her rock out to Beachella. So when she announced that she's coming out with Homecoming, which kind of annoyed me because she announced it right after I canceled Netflix. Dang it. So now I'm going to have to subscribe just to watch it. 
Bootleg. <laughs> anyway, don't admit that because the beehive will come for us. They want their never money. I'm sorry. Like I'm waiting for Jay-Z at the front. They're waiting for me like, like, pay me. Pay me. We're going to open pay the door. Jay-Z is going to be with his hat out. <laughs> Yay. That'll be $50. Like, <laughs> yeah. Over. Yeah, dude. Like I'm waiting for Kanye to come look for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong no, no, person. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't need Kanye in my door either. But, you, yeah. Yeah, because Kanye is from Chicago. It's not like he knows, he doesn't know where the region is. That brother couldn't find the region <laughs> if he, like, literally just ran through it with, you know, his one of his Mercedes or something. But anyway, along with the documentary, which he did about um, Baychella, her epic um, Coachella thing last summer. Really, dude? Nothing, nothing. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, she put out this incredible 40-track album, also entitled Homecoming. And it's a live album. I have been streaming it on nonstop on Amazon. Shockingly enough, she released it to all the platforms. So um, I have Amazon Music, and I have been listening to it. I think I'm on my fifth. Um, time listen to it fifth or sixth time <laughs> it is incredible it's a live version of all of her stuff she even has this really cute um take where she sings she sings along with her daughter um blue ivy carter the black national anthem let there be voice and sing um and i played for t- um big daddy today the track um before i let go yeah the frankie Beverly and Mays track. Wasn't that I mean, like Big Daddy is not a huge Beyonce fan either? Please, Beehive, don't come after us, okay? We, yeah, just just go ahead and let me know, like, let me represent myself, you know, <laughs> by saying okay. He likes Hova. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I like you know, I'm I'm like you know Hova like pre <laughs> Like, let me just represent myself. Please don't come after me for this because because pretty much everything I listened to pretty much stopped at like 2006. Right. So, for all you fans of, you know, of Miss Beyonce Knowles Carter, just know that I'm a big Beyonce fan when she was rolling with Destiny's Child. And I'm talking about, you know, back in the Latoya Luckett, the Latavia, the Michelle Williams, now they the really Fair Franklin. You know, I'm talking about, like, in the Kelly Rowland, of course. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm an old man. Just leave an old man alone. I don't need black Twitter CSI coming after me because I'm not trying to disrespect Beyonce. I'm just saying I'm an old man, and I know I can only go so far with it. But, yeah, if, back to your story. No, no, I was just about to say, if I can support Big Daddy's words, when he said he stopped listening after 2000, what, five or six? He really means mm-hmm. that. So all the time I have to like, like my latest obsession besides, of course, the Beyonce thing is the Old Town Road <laughs> by Lil Nas X. Oh my God, I love that. And we could even talk about how he was thrown off the Billboard charts for country, no, no, no. which was Let bogus. Yeah. Let me give you the a little Nas X thing. Like, no, pretty much this is because I read a, a thousand stories, and you know, this is like me reading the story and be like, huh, that's interesting. And in my mind, the only thing I can transfix with that is, remember, like, this had to be, like, what, five, six, seven, eight years ago when um, Nelly did that track with um, Tim McGraw? Yeah! 
yes, yes, over and over, I think. Yeah, and it was like, huh, interesting. And then, like, my mind was like, all right, yeah, that was cute. Moving on to something else. Oldtown wrote those, Bob. I like that. And apparently he did a remix. Um, hopefully by now all of y'all have heard that with Billy Ray Cyrus, which... I didn't. <laughs> but that's me. First of all, get your life. You need to listen to it. It's actually really good, which is shocking because I've had an issue with Billy Ray Cyrus. All I can say is, let's just say when we met years ago, where we went to school was not an HBCU. And let's just say of... It was definitely a HW, you know, <laughs> C, CU. And I think they call it PWI, Primary White institution it was um, a it was a nice institution I, you know I, I give full support to my alumni hey we we love our uh, alumni shout out to ball state so we love you but when we were there ball you <laughs> there was like five radio stations and three of them play country so and it's not in the good country like garth brooks country nah it was like some stuff that was just ridiculous so i heard his song like a million and one time and I just got tired of it. So when I heard he did the remix with Billy Ray, Billy Ray I was okay. just like, oh, no. Nah. Until I heard that remix drop, and I was just like, oh, I'm getting me a, I'm getting me a cowboy hat. <laughs> I'm already halfway there because I'm a Mavs fan. So, you know, get some you, cowboy you, you, boots and hat. Yeah, you want to let that be known? Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm more of a Dirk fan, which I'm sad I'm in mourning because Dirk Nowitzki has retired, but we're not going to go there right now because I'm going to try to end on a happy note and talk about the fact that, yes, even though I constantly have to drag Big Daddy to listen to music past 2005, including Lil Nas X, which is my latest obsession. Seriously, though, the Beyonce Homecoming um, album, it is amazing. It is just chock full of really good music. It's kind of like reliving Beachella. Um, she had some moments where she talked about the importance of why she chose to focus on H, um, highlighting HBCU life, particularly at an event like Coachella, which historically has not been a space for diverse audiences. In fact, she was the first black woman to ever headline Coachella concert, which is insane. And she even mentioned it. She said, ain't that a bitch? I'm the first one. Um, but she thought it would be proud to represent that culture and that life and her background. And it's an amazing thing. Um, it's some work of art. It's probably not going to get the respect it deserves. Put some respect on her name. <laughs> or Hova will come to your house. Because, again, you know, when you look at the Grammys and how they ignored her and, you know, and things like that. But, no, this is actually an incredible album. It kind of gave me joy. Um, if you've not yet heard it, right now it's streaming for free on, on what I understand in most platforms. Mm. Um, so definitely check it out. But it's amazing, um, especially for that bonus track. And then to hear Blue Ivy Carter sing Lift Every Voice and Sing With Her Mom. Yeah, that's cute. No, Blue Ivy is literally like, she's a real MVP of this group. Like, I think she was secretly putting out the tracks. Oh, my gosh. And putting them together, like, you know, while Mommy was recovering. You know what? Honestly, I, I I agree with Kid Fury and Crystal from The Read. I think Blue Ivy's running the show. 
the way they personify her as having this like dominant personality, you know, telling everyone from like the band to the dancers what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I kind of believe it now because hearing the confidence that she had in singing that song, which is a very hard song for adults to sing. Yeah, shout out to Blue Ivy. That's black excellence all the way. That little girl is going to rock it with everything. So we're almost out of time. So I guess maybe in closing out the segment, we always like to talk about the best thing that we had to eat this week. Because again, we're kind of dealing with food podcasts and things and all things foodie. Um, If I could maybe interject my new love, oh my God. And you put your head down because I actually sent you a text saying that I'm leaving you to marriage this sandwich. (laughs) I discovered this week the Hiborito, which if you've not heard about it, it's a Puerto Rican sandwich, but you can only find it in Chicago, apparently. But it's like um, you can get it made with different meats and things like that, most predominantly with steak. But the cool thing is, instead of using bread, the sandwich is made with plantains. Plantanos. So good. Plantains. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Plantains. And so they, like, press them flat. And it's, like, you know, slightly hardened because they apply heat to it. And it's just so good. There's a place in, um, was it Humble Park? Yeah, Humble Park. Yes. Um, called Nelly's. Shout out to Nelly's Restaurant. Um, there have been a historical um, Puerto Rican restaurant institution since forever, apparently in Chicago. And they're known for their Iborito sandwiches. So, oh my God, some Uber. No, it was a Lyft driver who told me when I first started my new job in Humble Park that I need to try the Iborito. And he explained what it is. And it is every bit as good as he promised. And like I said, I texted my husband. And I'm like, dude, I'm leaving you for the sandwich. So, you know, take care. <laughs> leaving me for a sandwich. How low is my bar? <laughs> could be worse. I could leave you for the orange vanilla Coke that I'm also obsessed with. <laughs> what? You know I'm obsessed with the orange vanilla okay. Coke. I've been yeah, texting I, you about I it. I give her a couple of... Orange vanilla Coke, some contest store. Like, I'm basically your supplier now. In part. Yeah, he, he, he feeds that need. It's kind of sad. <laughs> wow. This is where we come to. So what about you? What do you want to end with? Well, that's- see, that's the thing. Like, I, this was kind of, like, tossed upon me, so I don't have a great answer for that one. But the best thing I can think of off the top of my head is, I mean, one, self-promotion. I, I, I smoked some turkey. Oh, sorry. We, we did. We roasted some chicken. But, um, Sorry. We roasted the turkey. I smoked some chicken. Yes. I'm a big fan of Lily. If if you think anything of good consequence of food and vegetable or whatever, I, I will try to find a way to smoke it because that's just the way I do it. It may not be. It may kill me at sixty, but I figured at forty-five, I'm, I'm still living my life. One, but two. <laughs> the best thing I ate this week was uh, like thank the nice people at you know jerk. On Chicago Ave in Chicago, on in Chicago, Illinois, for hooking me up with a little extra seasoning on my uh, my jerk wings. These are just off the top spicy jerk wings. They were absolutely lovely. They had a nice little 
uh, Caribbean seasoning on it, nicely, lightly coated with a nice little mix and with a little lemon twist on top. It was quite, quite lovely. I was a great fan. I was, it was so nice. But yeah, I definitely <laughs> like to give a big shout out to the jerk. They definitely hooked me up. And yeah, that was it. All right. Awesome. Well, um, with that in mind, we thank you for listening to the first episode of the newly launched um, Gourmet Goober. Again, you can find the Gourmet Goober blog at thegourmetgoober.com. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at, at JJOutlaw or Instagram at, at Gourmet Goober, which you can actually see a picture of the Iburrito sandwich that I almost left my husband for. Um, Big Daddy, where they, can they find you again? Well, apparently it won't be anywhere near this Iburrito sandwich. <laughs> That's first and foremost. Um, I am a T.L.A. Uh, on, once again, the Twitter. <laughs> the but Twitter also, um, I would also like to say on at Instagram at T.L.A.W. with Joseph Wales. Once again, on Instagram. Uh, that's where you can find me. You know, Is that you your like Jesse Jackson I don't know. I went from like Jesse to Martin <laughs> to like, you know, Martin Lawrence all in the same moment. I didn't hear Martin Lawrence, but you know what? It's late. So maybe that's, that's okay. why. Yeah, no, that's okay. Sometimes <laughs> I just drip. You want me? I try to do some Denzel, but it, it, you're right. It is late. But yes, you know, T. Law Joseph Wales at on Instagram. And uh, yeah, come check me out if you want to. All right. Fantastic. Um, one last thing um, you may have heard from the segment that we are part of a new media source that we're forming an independent source of media uh, for. Um, a diverse array of voices, including podcasts and books and content that they're slowly rolling out this year. Um, the first, of course, being the Gourmet Goober. Woohoo! Shout out to us. Um, but anyway, you can kind of follow along with the development of the site when they launch. Um, you can sign up for emails and don't worry, we're not going to spam you a ton of times. <laughs> you might get an email when it's like, hey, we're getting ready to launch. Here's what you need to know. Um, but you can sign up by going to Plum Good. That's P L U M G O E dot com, and so sign up for it. And again, we're super excited to be a part of this new resource and making sure that yes, in this are. day and age, everyone has a seat at the table. So for Big Daddy, this is JJ Outlaw, and thank you for listening to the Gourmet Goober. Thank you. <laughs>